0: features
1: whoa i wonder if anybody recognizes that i don't know if they do i'm sure they do once they've read the episode description or something
0: you know one can hope
1: one can only hope
0: one will hey, only hope
1: it's one of our episodes where you do nothing but talk about a certain movie tv show theme type of thing and it's one that was suggested by a couple people on facebook
0: we said we were going to do it so, so i don't know why you're surprised
1: it. hey if you came into this episode thinking you were going to find out what we thought about the han solo trailer the venom trailer uh, the current toy news. Why? You, Why? Hey, think again. it's not going to happen on this episode. Why would you
0: think that? We told you last time what it was going to be. Yeah,
1: it's going to be about John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. So, come back next time we'll talk about those things, okay? Yeah. But for this time, let's just talk about John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay. Um,
0: first, I want to say that I meant to watch uh, The Thing from Another World, which, John Carpenter's The Thing is a remake of that movie.
1: Yeah. Which is based on a book, and John Carpenter's The Thing is closer to the book, that original. Okay. I think from Another World is.
0: I, I have not seen it, but I've seen pieces of it, and yeah. all the pieces I saw of it, you know, looks like it's filmed really well, looks like it's, uh, for that time, Yeah, looks looks like it's probably a pretty fun, pretty good movie. Uh, Howard Hawks directed that, and he's a master.
1: I, which I don't, I think I remember reading, or... Was it him that was not that didn't like John Carpenter's version?
0: I don't know, maybe, but John Carpenter I I loves Howard Hawks. Yeah.
1: I thought I read something about it that he said if you want like gore and blood or something like that, go see that movie. Or so I don't know exactly oh. what it was. But it's either the writer or the or, or director, somebody involved in that other, in the original movie didn't like John Carpenter's film. I can't remember what it was. I could be totally wrong, but maybe look it up. Maybe I am right. Maybe it was him.
0: Well I can understand that. You know? Um so what? A, what? Uh... See,
1: I have to find out what it is now.
0: Ugh. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I, I won't. I'm, I don't understand. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Good. Okay. Fine. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try
1: and find it. Uh, what were you gonna say? Sorry. Well, I was gonna
0: ask. What do you have any memories or associations
1: with the film at, at all? It, I mean, you know, I didn't. I, I didn't watch it when in the '80s, or unless it was the late '80s. I, I think I watched it in the '90s. I don't think I yeah. watched this one as a kid. I don't because remember it watching was, it as a kid, either. I don't, yeah, I don't think... It wasn't a huge hit when it came out. It wasn't on TV. Yeah, it's become kind of a cult classic over time. Big Trouble in Little China, I watched all the time. Yeah. I loved that as a kid. That yeah. was, like, my go-to Carpenter movie as a kid. Oh, definitely. Um, and then I think in the 90s, I got to like The Thing. Like, I watched it, I was like, wow, this movie's really good. Um, that's probably around the time that I was getting into Aliens, Alien movies. Yeah. Uh, and then I think past that is when I started to really appreciate Halloween more. So it's kind of like I've cycled through Carpenter films as to which one is maybe my top one. Um, what am I hitting?
0: Yeah, the levels are really high for some reason.
1: You're hitting in the red too. Sorry for blowing your eardrums out,
0: dudes. Sorry if we sorry if we blew your dudes. Sorry if we blew your eardrums, eardrums out. out. Uh,
1: yeah. wait. It's, it's those three, for me, for Carpenter films. Oh, yeah. Big Trouble in Little China, Halloween, and this. Yes. Um, I like Escape from New York. I think it's a really great movie. But those are my three go-to films uh, for Carpenter. But I was not around for it for the be- from the beginning. I mean, I was born when it happened, and I watched horror movies as a kid. But that was not one of the ones that, I guess, came up, really, for me when I was yeah.
0: young. I don't even remember hearing anything about it until... Later, like you said, uh, you start getting into aliens, and then I think it was much later for me that I even gave it a try. I will say, the first time I saw it, I was I liked it, but I was kind of turned off by the gore. Yeah. Um. And it's not and it's not gory. It's just it's gross. The monsters in it are gross. They're grotesque, and the special effects are so good.
1: They are phenomenal. Um, it's it's really we'll, really crazy. We'll
0: get in, We'll get into that, I guess, as we go on. But um, so anyway, I, I mean, this this movie is like a newer of a, a film that I have no association with outside of my adulthood,
1: and I'm gonna stop looking for the stop looking for it. Um, I, I can't find it. Uh, it. But I thought I remembered something about the director or somebody not liking it that was involved in the original one not liking it, but I could be crazy. Anyway, so sorry. What's that? Um yeah, it's uh, the, the 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 creature effects watching this again recently for, for the podcast I'm still just blown away by them. They yeah. are so incredible. Especially the um the Norris autopsy scene yeah. and when Norris the big reveal that mm-hmm. looks so good and so real. The guy that made this these effects, Rob Bouteen, mm-hmm. He, um, he went on to become, to, I mean, he's done great things. He did the RoboCop armor. He designed all that. Um, I think he worked on Total Recall, maybe. Probably. that uh, it's He was just a young buck when he, he did the thing. He was 22 years old when he did the thing. 22! Right. Can you imagine what we were doing at 22? Can you imagine doing those things at 22? No. That's crazy. Well, part of the beauty is John Carpenter, as far as I
0: understand, saw something Anuman just was like, "Go to town, yeah. Put down all your ideas. Let's let's just do this." And man,
1: he worked himself to the point of exhaustion on the film mm-hmm. that he had. They had to, I think, put him in a hospital or oh, take wow. him off the film for a short time. And Stan Winston, who went on to do Jurassic Park Terminator, um, he did the dog thing effect. So that that one, is Stan Winston, and he refused to let them credit him for it. He didn't want to take anything away from what Rob Botin had done. Oh, that's nice. And everything else. So there's a thank you in the credits to Stan Winston, but he refused to be credited for what he did in the film. That's cool. Because he didn't, didn't want to take anything away from the crazy, amazing stuff that that Rob Botin did on that. It's, dude, it's it's really incredible. Like if you have not seen this film, watch this film and see what practical effects really can be. And this was. How many years ago now? It was 82, so... Was it 82? Uh, it, 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 the movie is set in 82. I'm, I'm assuming it came out in 82 as well. I mean, I, mean I, got to look. I didn't even think to look that up. Well... So, anyway... But, I mean, how many years ago is that now? 82 is... 30, 30, 35, 35 years 35, ago. 36 years ago? 36 years ago. They, they pulled this off 36 years ago. Yeah. In 1982.
0: There are a lot of special effects in it, and... Um... Even the, even the opening title. Yeah, the which,
1: spaceship?
0: No, 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 not the spaceship, but the, oh, okay. just the title, the thing. Okay, so it's a black screen, and then the letters just form on the screen, and it has this very this very tangible feel to it. Like, it feels real, you know? You're like, copy, what's, they what's they copied
1: on? the original movie. That that oh, opening okay. sequence is a complete homage to the original movie. They copied the, the original methods? Uh, I, the original logo. So that logo revealed... Oh. Is very much the same as it was in *Thing from Another World*.
0: Okay. So um, what he did was, what they did, he had a fish tank.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Filled the fish tank with with smoke and had um, drawn the the letters on the um, on the fish tank. It looks so good. And it, they had a, a, a garbage bag behind it, so the smoke and they and they shone a bunch of a bunch of light back through the back end of it. And so they lit the garbage bags on fire and as the garbage bags melted, the letters get revealed.
1: I mean it's so simple ge- but it's so genius. It's so it's the simple. Same time.
0: But it has a warmth to it that's that CG yeah. doesn't have. When totally. you when you see just, oh, here's a font we picked and we typed it out here and it's all digital and it's perfect. We got it perfect. It, exactly. it immediately it evokes, evokes
1: like that classic fifties sci-fi horror, horror movie feel to it when you get that kind of logo that's thrown in there, you know, it's not like as much as I like the opening of alien and the, Mm -hmm. the, the sequence where it's revealing bit by bit, this really immediately you go, Oh, I'm in a, I'm in like a sci-fi horror movie just from that title sequence. You know, you're in a sci-fi horror movie.
0: Um, Yes. And I want to say as much as we dog remakes, this is how you do a remake. Totally. It's, it's in color now. It's further far enough away from the original. Yeah, it's far enough away from the original. It's it doesn't suck because you know he had respect for the original and mm-hmm. knows what he's doing. I guess those are the, the big factors there. Yeah, but it was updated without feeling. It wasn't like oh, it's nineteen eighty two. We have to update this. So we're going to include all the slang
1: and all exactly. the
0: all the hippest stuff from yeah. today. It's just it just happens to be in that time period.
1: Now, speaking of remakes, they did that, that Thing movie that was just a few years ago.
0: Yeah, okay, so...
1: And I haven't watched it, but it's it was it was unclear what that movie was. People thought it was a remake, yeah. but it was actually a prequel to this. It's because they called it The Thing. Exactly. You should have called it something else. It Everybody. Stupid. I was against it because I thought, oh, it's a remake of Carpenter's Thing. Yeah. Even though Carpenter's Thing's a remake, but still it still felt more recent i don't and it could be far the same amount of distance away really when you think about it probably it probably far is. Away it is, but um but either way it the original was called think from another world and john Carpenter's was the thing yeah so it kind of differentiated in itself in that way and at that point we weren't remake crazy where everything was getting rebooted and remade and rebooted and remade i think
0: there's a there's a point at which you've reached the peak of what something can be and yeah. that's where you should stop it but anyway that movie i have not seen in a long time i saw it once
1: but it's a prequel. It's what happens to the Norwegian team. It's what
0: happens with the Nor- Norwegian team,
1: which you don't need to know. Which
0: you don't need to know. And, and and as far as I remember, what happens with them is almost the exact same thing as what happens with the other teams. So, so there it's a not a re, remake. There's not of, a yes. Uh, it felt like a it felt like a a remake.
1: That's the thing I kind of I, I really enjoy about Carpenter's films, and in this regard, it's it's really not. I mean, he's doing the book. Here, so maybe it's not so much him, but I feel this way in his films, where it's not spoon-fed every single thing that oh, you yeah. have to know in the movie. It, whereas a lot of movies nowadays, they spend half the movie getting you to the point where you want to start enjoying the movie because they have to set up all this stuff. Here's all these character introductions, and we put them in this place, and here here's how they got to this point. Here's how they got to this point. Here's the origin of the villain. Here's all this stuff.
0: And at the same time, not telling you anything that you need exactly to know or want to know you about mean, the character.
1: I, I've never made a, it a secret that I'm not a fan of Christopher Nolan's Batman films. Like in Dark Knight, where it's so much time is spent explaining how his cape works and how, or in Batman Begins, or the the bullet analysis scene, it takes forever to get to a point And then you're like, well, do we really even need that? Like, do you need that whole sequence? Whereas with Carpenter's films, it feels like you're, you're part of learning the thing as it's happening. Like it's, you're in that adventure, and yeah. you know as much as the other characters do, whereas if you were watching what the origin of the creature was and flowing all through these things and getting all the pieces, you wouldn't get to discover things as they're, as the they're discovering things. And that's the way it is with yeah. Halloween, even though you get that opening sequence of Halloween yeah. with Michael Myers, and you, but it's such a small tidbit. He's you don't know why he did those things. And you don't know
0: what he's capable you of. You don't know anyway. what
1: he's capable of. You don't know what he's been up to. It was just enough to, same with this, with the spaceship scenes there. It's just enough to know there's a spacecraft and here it is. But you don't know anything about it. And so you're discovering what's going on with this thing as the characters are discovering it. Yeah. Um, and you know, you don't really know eno- enough about all these characters to know if maybe this is why this person is doing this. Or is this person, yeah. has they have they turned, or have they not turned? Um, same with, you know, escape from New York. You don't know anything really about snake Plissken other than the quick introduction and where he's at and big trouble in little China. You don't really know much about Jack Burton and Lang when you just jump in on them. Um, you don't know anything about him. He's just here. Here's this character. You don't get a big backstory leading to where he turned and became this bad guy and did these things. So I love that about his movies where it feels like you jump into an adventure and you're learning the things as the characters learn about
0: you're swept up in the adventure and you just go. Um, This is, this is not a movie, I think this movie defies genre. Yeah. Because it's, is it sci-fi? Is it horror? Is it a mystery movie? Is it action adventure? It's all of those things. Yeah. And the mystery is strong in the movie. Really is. Um, It starts right off the bat where they're chasing that dog in the helicopter. And they're shooting at it. And they're shooting at it. Why are they so hell bent on killing this dog? Yeah. And, um and so right away you're like what's happening what what is happening
1: yeah you should be invested with his movies you're invested right off the bat like you right immediately when you jump into the movie you're already asking questions and trying to figure things out and seeing where you're at whereas it's not plodding along and getting you somewhere you're right in on it um, i wanted to say real quick cuz you had the music for yeah. the, the episode, for the episode it's, it's the music from the film and as a kid well not as a kid more as a teenager I just thought it was John Carpenter, because it sounds so much like yeah. John Carpenter's music. But it's not. This movie, is the music's composed. He didn't score that? No! It's like Eno Moreno, or it's some foreign name. Let me, let me try and find oh, it. Oh,
0: is it Ennio Morricone? Yeah. Oh, he did The uh, Fistful of Dollars and the... It's um, him. Okay. But it sounds like Carpenter. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It sounds just like It, it. sounds
1: just like... Escape from New York. It sounds like Halloween. It sounds like the minimalist Carpenter score.
0: I'm sure he told him like oh, I, sure wanted too, to, I wanted. to
1: feel like this. Man, he really nailed it. I mean, you would not know that that's not a John Carpenter score.
0: He's a brilliant composer. He really is. He's on so many really good scores. Um, oh, I thought
1: you were talking about Carpenter. You're talking about
0: no Carpenter is too. Okay. But I'm talking about Ennio Morricone. Um. Yeah, I, I did. I don't. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, it's it not Carpenter. Like, Okay. And for
1: a long time, the the score was kind of criticized. It's people didn't like it. But now it's much like the movie; it's a cult classic, and people really like the score. Um, but yeah, man, it it sure does sound like Carpenter's score, but it's not. Hmm. So let's let's
0: really get into this to this movie now. Um, obviously, the main character is Macready. Mm-hmm. It's Mac. He's played by Kurt Russell, and. One of my gotta be. I mean, Kurt Russell. He's so cool. Okay, he needs to be in Expendables, but also. um, I'm still
1: ashamed that I didn't have him on my list.
0: I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I'm pretty ashamed.
1: I'm gonna cheat and say I was in the mindset that I knew you'd have him on the list. Okay. And so I didn't put him on my list to make some variety.
0: I'm ashamed that I forgot Michael Dudikoff.
1: There were. I didn't put Michael Dudikoff as well.
0: Joe Joe mentioned it all. Yeah. Um. He's not an antihero. He's not a hero. Yeah. He's just a guy who is stuck in this crappy situation that he obviously doesn't want to be in. He doesn't even want to be at the base. No, he doesn't. I mean, you can tell right from the get-go. He's drinking heavily. Playing he's, a chess game. He's playing the computer in a game of chess to which he loses, and he immediately dumps his drink in the computer to to kill it
1: off. A little bit of trivia. The voice of the chess machine is Adrian Barbeau. Chest Machine. The Chest Machine. Yeah. Adrian Barba. <laughs> so you're uh, you're hearing. So she's been. I in, think at, at that point, I think, you, I think she was John Carpenter's girlfriend or wife at the time. She's been in three of his movies at least. Yeah. And also, voice a Catwoman on Batman animated Series. Oh, So I it's didn't know like that. he's playing Catwoman at chess.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he doesn't. I'm just a pilot. He's just a
1: pilot. I'm just a pilot. the just a pilot. He ruined the machine. He ruined we are stuck on this right. outpost. You're looking for any kind of entertainment. They're watching VHS tapes of Let's Make a Deal. Yeah. They're star for entertainment. He goes ahead and just breaks break the, the computer. chess machine. You know what? I don't want to lose this thing anymore. It cheats. So I'm going to break it. Dump
0: his drink in there. He I'm doesn't care.
1: He doesn't care. Um,
0: but. And this is a this is like an ensemble cast. I mean, oh, every yeah. everybody. There's a group. There's a core group of people that are stuck at this at this outpost, this base out in where are they Antarctica or uh, uh, Nor- Norway or, or? Alaska.
1: It, it's it's icy. It's, see- it's Antarctica. It's the Antarctic research
0: Okay, <laughs> they're in Antarctica, and um, so everybody has their own character, and it's very apparent. I think everybody has. Once again, handled so well to yeah. to make everybody stand out in their own way. The one guy has roller skates and he's skating down the halls. And
1: you got Clark who loves the dogs. You can tell he's got. Uh, then you got the Doc who's like kind of the cantankerous. Wilfred Brimley. Wilfred Brimley is the he, the scientist. He guy. loves oatmeal. Yeah, he loves it. I, I will say Wilfred Brimley, man. A lot of people think of him just as. Diabetes. He's he's the butt of jokes now. But then you watch this movie and you can see what he's capable of as an actor. Yeah. Um he's great in this. He's great. He's really great. There's I think of all the characters, he is the toughest to read as to Yes. Was he ever this? Was he yeah. ever that? You know, w- at what point is he turned? At what point is he still good? So you for know? those
0: for those who don't know or haven't seen the movie. Uh, obviously, there are going to be spoilers, but uh, the synopsis is that this thing from another planet comes down, and we—you don't know what it is. You don't know what it is, really. Yeah. The whole time, but it, what it does is take on a host, kills, kill the host.
1: It absorbs the host.
0: It absorbs the host.
1: It absorbs its cellular tissue and
0: changes and changes its molecular structure to resemble that
1: that being. That's so. A- so it's still kind of unclear what, almost like Alien, where the yeah. life cycles a little unclear in the movie. Yeah. You get that one scene where Wilfred Brimley is using the computer and it's showing this analysis of yeah. how it it overtakes another cell and then it kind of turns itself into that cell. Um, but it is there are certain things in the movie where you look at it and like, okay, well if it's absorbing things, then why is this here? Yeah. Like at the at the Norwegian outpost, they find that body. Yeah. It's like it's cut. has been cut, and it's got the. And the blood trails coming out of its arms. so it's like, why is that there? If they're absorbing things, is that is that one of them that's been absorbed?
0: It could have been, you know, they went through the same scenario where they're freaking out, they don't know who's who, and somebody yeah, got killed. So they may have killed,
1: or they could have caught it in mid, in mid kill,
0: or if the wrists were cut. That I oh yeah, I remember now. Thinking my impression was that he couldn't handle it, didn't want to be taken over. Yeah, by but a horse. his
1: neck was like completely oh. cut, like really <laughs> yeah. deep cut. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it may be that it was he was being overtaken, and they went after the creature as it was overtaking him. Maybe so. There's lots of little that, things that in might, the movie.
0: I wonder if they touched on that in the uh, in, the, in prequel the prequel remake.
1: And, and maybe I mean, worth watching just to see maybe. certain things that were there and why they did certain maybe. things. Um, but yeah, there's the light, The life cycle of the thing is is a little bit um, unclear in the movie, and that's fine. You you don't need to have everything spelled out for you, just like alien. You really don't. If, I wanna say that this movie, if you like the original Alien and you haven't seen this movie, then you should see this movie. Because they are very similar in their takes on things, where it's kind of an everyman crew, people, normal people caught in a situation with an alien being that you don't know what's going on, you know, where it's you can counter this creature, you don't really know much about it. It's maybe inside certain other characters and um kind of one character out of the group rises up to be sort of the hero oh. of the group. Um, it's similar in those ways. And I would say yeah. that you
0: could, you could maybe enjoy this movie, even if you didn't like alien per se. I um, agree with that. Cause it's, uh, it's more grounded. It's more grounded. It, ha- it has, it moves at a, a quicker pace. I feel like than, oh, than Aliens. but, um, yeah. Um, Mac turns out, you know, like I said, he's not an anti-hero. He's just stuck, but he, little by little, you can see him becoming sort of, uh, the leader or the, the guy who's going to survive probably, yeah. uh, with little decisions that he makes. Like he's, he, d- he does things that he doesn't want to do. He takes charge. The, the sheriff, you know, can't take it anymore. And he sets down his pistol. He doesn't want the responsibility. Yeah. I'm out. I don't care who does it. Mac, Mac, Reaches them right away. Takes the pistol and is like, "Okay, this yeah. is how we're doing this." And, yeah. Um,
1: well, it, the there's so also there's, the scene. I mean, it, it opens up with him. He doesn't really want to go to. Uh, I think the first time they're flying over to check out the Norwegian place. Yeah. And he's like, oh, there's a storm. we really should Yeah.
0: There's bad weather. He doesn't want to fly he doesn't really at all. Go.
1: And then when once the stuff starts really happening, and they're like, they're watching those videos, and they want to go out to the place where they originally were. He's immediately like, "I'm gonna go check it out." I'm going now. And they're like, no, there's a Storm coming so well, I'm going anyway. And then he puts on that awesome hat that he wears. He's got this giant... The hat is silly. That's the one thing it's I'm really watching the silly. movie, and I'm like, what is going on with this hat?
0: Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But I suspect that it's either some kind of joke or some sort of homage to an old Western, because, once again, John Carpenter loves Howard Hawks movies. Yeah. And it's just this big Mexican sombrero. It's
1: ridiculous.
0: <laughs> it makes me laugh, but it also... It adds something to that it character does. because it adds
1: a reality to it. Like, because
0: he's not like he's not so cool that he can't wear yeah. this stupid hat that he probably got on some, you know, vacation or something. So, some, um.
1: I think uh, Kurt Russell's talked about before that the hat was already in place. Yeah, I may have been joking where right? you said the hat was already in place before I became the character. You know, probably <laughs> yeah, it probably. Um, but it, it is one of those things where there's some th- kind of history to him having that hat. And wearing yeah. that hat to, like, fly or do And you this. don't know what it is. And, but you don't know what it is, and it's never addressed. And it. that's that makes a character more real, that it's like, has little quirks and things that aren't explained, and it's just there. Yeah. Just like, you know, I have maybe a favorite shirt, and if I wore that shirt... Sure you do. That's my favorite shirt, but I don't need to explain to somebody, if they're making a movie about me, here's my favorite shirt, and this is why it's my favorite this shirt. This is why. It would just be there. Um... But it is a silly hat. It is a silly hat.
0: And thank goodness he doesn't wear it the whole time. He, he just, seems like he only
1: wears it when he goes off to fly. He wears it a couple times. Yeah. So,
0: it's cool. Um, so, this, the, I like the setup. Well, what were we going to say? Go ahead. Well, I was Computing just gonna say, going to say, I'm going through. Too. I like the setup of the thing's capabilities. Yeah. With, Like I said, you don't really know what it's capable of, but there is a setup where you fr- see that first carcass that's been burned. Yeah. yeah. And there's, like, these deformed facial structures in there. They're kind
1: of fused together. Yeah, yeah, where
0: they're fused together, and there's more than one face in there, and you're like,
1: what? Yeah, like, what is this? What is this thing? Because then the whole movie turns, really. Yeah. Because at that point, all you have is, I think the dog has shown up. Yeah. And they've gone to check out the other outpost, and that's when they find that thing.
0: That's the... I don't think
1: the dog itself has revealed itself as a creature That's
0: the saddest part to me is when... uh, the dog transforms and all the yeah, dogs that's that's rough. Um,
1: well, the, the dog thing too at the beginning. I wanted to, to ask a question real quick. Do you think the dog, the dog thing, was merely escaping, or do you think it was going to look for more people? Because I thought it was going to look for more people because it's infected, isn't it? It's infected. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious though if if it was one of the creatures creatures that it's created. And it knows there's another outpost, and it has sent a piece of itself, or one of its self, oh. off because the creature thing is there, Right. There's a dead creature thing there, right? Um, and then there's one, the dog creature that has left. And so I was, I've always kind of thought maybe it was a, it's been sent out to another outpost to get more, and they're trying to stop it from getting more. Yeah. And it's not merely that it's escaped.
0: And it just happened to come across this other i
1: think it knew about the other outpost oh, okay. because it seems like it, these things are smart they find out yeah. other things and they're trying to spread out and it's been sent out to the other outpost, um and then the people at the norwegians are going after it to stop it because i guess they've discovered their thing now and they're going after it or whatever it could go either way but it's merely trying to yeah, escape I, I don't know but it seems like it had a goal yeah in getting there
0: um it knew how to act like a dog. It knew how to act how like a dog. Yeah.
1: So yeah, the dog scene where the dog is taken into the the kennel with the other dogs and is revealed as a thin creature and starts killing all the other dogs to absorb them. That's very sad. It's very sad. And you feel for Clark because Clark, at that point, loves he loves dogs. Dogs, but that also is a question in your mind again. Even though know, we find out that Clark has never been overtaken, is why is he so quick to try and stop McGreedy from killing? The dogs. Is it because is it just because he's of one of them? Those creatures? And he doesn't want the creature to die? I, th-
0: I always thought it was just his, his compassion was so much that... It is. He couldn't...
1: Because we find out Clark never was one. Like, no matter what. Yeah. He couldn't... Uh, yeah. But especially with the Clark character, they drop in little things to make you think he's one of them. Yes. Like, there's the scene where uh, uh, Blair is administering to one of the dogs, and Clark looks just so creepy sitting yeah. there. And he's like, "How long were you around this dog?" And he's just like this blank stare. I mean, it's like, oh, they're they're trying to make you think he's one of them, or is he really one of them?
0: That's it, something that this really movie great. does so well. Yeah, is keeps you guessing at,
1: at who, who, is, who what? is the thing. Yeah,
0: who has the thing gotten to? And when and when uh, when they decide to do the blood test?
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, that's such a cool scene. Oh,
0: man, it's so tense.
1: It's so tense, man.
0: And who doesn't jump? Did you jump when the? When oh, the for thing? sure. I, I still
1: jump. You have to jump. You st- I still jump. You you don't know what's coming. If you haven't seen the movie, this is ruining it for you. But there is such a great jump scare in that scene, and
0: it's one of the only ones in the movie. It doesn't it doesn't take cheap uh, doesn't. cheap cheap scares at all. The,
1: the other good jump scare is when they're trying to bring when they're administering CPR to uh, Norris. Yes, and the chest opens yes. up. And that, that is another jump. That's another, another scary one, movie. yeah. Those are the
0: two I can think of.
1: Yeah, the, the one with the, the blood test and the, the creature popping out of the blood was... Man, it's so well done.
0: I think partly because I realized there's a, there's a certain timing, like mathematical timing, almost like music. Like, in some movies, you can tell, okay, this yeah. is, is going to be the thing, the reveal, because they've done three people already. And, yeah. Uh, but it's thrown in. Like, the timing is off somehow to where you don't see it coming. You just... It happens before you expect it to happen. Yeah. And each, each, he's he's putting electricity to these or, or heat. He's putting heat to these to these uh, petri dishes of blood because it, it reacts to heat.
1: Yeah.
0: And e- with each one, it's like, and he's looking. He's whole, He got that uh, flamethrower. And he's like, let's see if it's you. He, he's so. Uh, so cool. uh, I love when he says his own. He's
1: like, "I'm going to show you what I already know." Yeah, and then he hits his own just to prove that it's not him. It's, yeah. yeah, it's way cool, man. And he gets to the point where he gets to Clark, who he just killed after Clark goes attacking. Yeah, and Clark is a normal human, and Charles is like, "So you murdered him or something?" And he just doesn't even like really address it. He's just like moves it's, on to the next. He's person. in
0: complete survival mode of that. Yeah. He's just like, "Shut up!" He was yep. he was going to kill me.
1: He was coming at me with a scalpel. I was going to die. What do you want me to do? I I don't care if he's the thing or a human. I don't care if he is. He's coming after me. He tried to kill me. Another little tidbit that, uh, going back to what the thing's goal is between the two different places, uh, Windows talks about how the radio hasn't worked in two weeks. Hmm. They haven't been able to communicate with anybody for two weeks. So I'm curious if somehow the thing is blocking out radio signals. That's
0: a, probably a realistic timeline for him to have done everything, done everything the other over there and, and get
1: to there. Yeah. To, to block out and leave them to, to wait. to Do their thing there and then head over there.
0: I will say this. If the thing wanted to infiltrate humanity and take over, he picked a poor place to do he it. He did. Because
1: they're out in the Antarctica. But again, it's secluded. You start with them, get what you can get there, and then move on. They instead would, of immediately being discovered. Because it said it had to be secluded for it to do its thing. I see. And it's so the no more the secluded side. than there because right. it needed to have seclusion and darkness you Need to get we into a, the,
0: the a person that was going to yeah. come back to society.
1: Um, yeah. uh, let's see. So who, who do you think when the dog thing comes in, I know we're jumping all around the movie.
0: It's hard to keep. keep
1: so when the dog is going through and it comes into that room and there's a shadowed character there that the dog is obviously going to infect and create another thing they actually didn't use any actors for the movie to do the the silhouette of the shadow huh. so that way you couldn't tell which one it was so it's implied that it's it could be any of them i see so the silhouette doesn't match anybody but who do you think it was at that point because we know that palmer turns and we know that blair gets turned and we know norris is turned hmm well now i'm trying to i think it's palmer Pal- i think palmer... palmer is who Palmer is the one that uh, gets turned at the blood, the okay. blood sampling. Um, I think it's Palmer at that point, because I, I feel like Blair really is Blair for quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I think he his paranoia is taking over, but I'm not sure when he does the flip. And I don't think it's that early for him. Probably not. I think it's... Because he still is researching after that. Yeah. And Norris, I'm always confused by what happens with Norris. Because it feels like maybe his didn't take well. Because he, he's at that point where they're barricading in and he kind of goes, oh, oh, and he's like groaning like he's hurt. And he's all by himself when he does it. Yeah. So it's almost like maybe he had a defect. Maybe he had a heart defect and he has replication. His diabetes. His diabetes. Well, he, that's not him. Blair is the one with diabetes.
0: He can still he didn't he can still, he can still have yeah. diabetes. He
1: can still have it. You're right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious wh- what's going on with Norris, if maybe he had some kind of illness or heart defect, and the thing copied that. Oh, maybe. You know, because yeah. his death, you know, like McCready just kind of knocks him off to the side, and he's dead. Yeah. So... What's happening there? Like did he die and then the thing is released out of the body or something? I don't really know. Like know. it's 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 a bit confusing, but I like kind of being a little confused and not knowing everything about something it. Something
0: to talk about. You yeah. can go back and watch it and try and figure out, these, figure out these little
1: mysteries. Who's what and when they turned. Um The well, dead body that they bring over, it's alive too. Oh yeah, that's right. Because they bring it over. Yeah. And uh, Blair is making notes about how, even though the the car the corpse is born, there is cellular activity because then they bring it into that room and it takes over. Uh, Benning, I think his name is. That's the thing that takes over. Benning is yeah, the one Benning. they brought back with them. So the one the carcass that was all burned up at the Norwegian station is the thing that overtakes Benning. So even Flame isn't really killing him. Yeah. So it's very you know you're. You're all just kind of stuck. It, and they Maybe have it so many get, creatures. Maybe didn't get burned enough. Maybe it didn't get burned enough. That could be.
0: That's one of the creepiest moments, okay, uh, with Bennings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, everything else is obviously, like, the monster itself, when it's transforming, is, is grotesque-looking. And, yeah. And there are a couple jump scares. But the creepiest thing in the movie, to me, is when they take him outside, he's only half-transformed. So he has a, a human face, mm-hmm. human body, but he's got these long fingers these long yeah. monster hands and they're getting ready to burn them and he turns his head up to the side and opens his mouth real wide and that
1: and that kind of s- weird scream uh, comes out uh,
0: the, so- the sound comes
1: out yeah that's creepy it is super creepy
0: because it's it's understated it's yeah. not like hey in your face we're gonna no, show like- you what's what's you know well it's it's show also like
1: It shows you kind of, that whole thing is showing you the speed at which this thing is trying to infiltrate. Yeah. Because it goes from, Windows sees him all, like, being absorbed, and all his clothes have been torn off, and he's bloody and everything. He goes running out to get them and comes back, and by that point, it's already overtaken him, has clothes back on, and is running out to try and finish its transformation, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So the speed at which this thing can overtake something to become it, is then clued in through that scene to go, okay, well, it could happen fast. It could be any of these guys at any moment just gets turned and you wouldn't even notice it. They'd be off screen for a second and then now they're the thing. Um, I want to go back to, to Blair and his turn because he he's researching it and you're finding out things about it. And then he goes from that to locking himself away and destroying the helicopter and then has the meltdown inside where he's breaking stuff and yeah. shooting at stuff at that point do you think it's still him or do you think he is because we know he eventually is a thing
0: yeah that's hard that's hard to say because it could it could go either way like yeah. he it really is freaking out or he is the thing and he's kind of you know making a spectacle to sort of throw everybody off
1: I don't think Palmer's in that scene. So I thought the same thing, that maybe he is throwing a spectacle, and at that point, Palmer sabotages the blood. Mm. So maybe they're, at that point, working together to try and whittle away away who's there, and the chances that they'll be discovered. And by throwing this huge fit, plus it gets him secluded, Blair gets secluded, and gets him to be able to work on that ship underneath the ground. So I think that maybe the paranoia thing wasn't really that, and that's... The act it creates to throw you know throw yeah. them off of what Palmer has to do and get him secluded so he can do his own thing without them even worrying about him because if yeah. you have one character put off in seclusion and they're able to go off and do their own thing you don't even think about him anymore when they're off put away um, and then he's got that underground thing where the ships down there and uh, so I mean I, I don't know who turned Blair at what point he was turned but I think it was early for him.
0: It was during the Blair Witch project. It was during the Blair Witch project,
1: mm-hmm. and there's, you know, when you watch the movie, you're really, you're not really thinking about these things. You're watching the yeah. movie afterwards. You're really thinking. Yeah, about
0: you just it. take it as it comes when you're watching the movie because, yeah. like I said, you're swept up in this. Yeah. Adventure, waiting to see what happens next. Um, I want to say that John, Car- this is a this is a icy tundra movie. Okay, and when you think of when you think of winter weather movies or snow. Snowy movies, you mainly think it's white and gray.
1: Yeah.
0: And this movie kind of is to a degree, but John Carpenter makes the most of that environment. And there, I noticed last time I watched it, so many different textures. He makes the most out of textures.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, he gets in whatever color he can, wherever he can, whether it be a warm red glow or, or you know, red light on, so, for, yeah. on something or, um, little insignias on, on clothing or whatever, like, and all the textures when they're in their own, uh, compound. And when they're over at the, the Russian place where there's just watch it again. There's so many textures being used there. So it's not just like, well, here's some ice. And, and even when they're out in the snow, there's, well, there is some big wide snow shots, but, um, when they're going to look at the, uh, the spaceship.
1: Yeah. Which, I'm sorry, I not No, it's alright. To me, the spaceship scene is the only thing that i look at and go, maybe didn't need that.
0: Yeah, it's unnecessary, it's, for sure. It's the
1: only thing I've seen in the movie that's kind of... It, it's almost like, okay, well, I think going the exploratory thing in the first place gave you all you needed to know. We didn't need to see the giant spaceship, mm-hmm. but it didn't really add too much it's just
0: like, to it. It's just like the beginning of Predator, Yeah, where you see... I always forget that that's even in the movie. Now
1: I I, I wrote this down. I, I like that they both have that opening sequence. The opening sequence of the film where the spaceship comes down. That's okay. Same with a predator. Yeah. I like that. It's and, and we both have forgotten about it over time. Yeah. Um, but the the scene where and that's enough for me. I, I know that's there's enough, a spaceship. Yeah. That's enough. So I didn't really need that scene. We've already had all of the Norwegians found this stuff and they did all this stuff. I didn't need to see them go explore the ship because it didn't really add too much.
0: Yeah. To the movie. It gets them off the compound. It
1: does. And and that was... I, I was reading some of the stuff about the making of the movie, and he was worried about just guys talking in rooms was yeah. a lot of the movie. And so a lot of the scenes that are talking scenes were moved out into the snow. And you could be yeah. totally right that they added yeah, in maybe that the spaceship of exploration the... to even get them further away from the compound. I will
0: say that that big wide shot is a uh, matte painting. Yeah. And I love matte paintings I when do they're too. done well because... It's done so well, and it's blend. They, you know, and it looks cool. It looks good.
1: I, it may be unnecessary in my eyes. It's but unnecessary. It does look cool. Um, there's there's so many of the things in the movie where we could go back and like we've been doing so far and trying to analyze things like with Fuchs, like what gets Fuchs? What gets him? No, I mean he I does he kill himself? Because it see that's what it's alluded to that he thinks the thing's coming after him and he kills himself. He burns himself alive or something. Um, but he finds McCready's jacket there, all torn apart with holes. Yeah. So, is the thing framing McCready at that point? Because McCready recorded on that recorder saying, when it overtakes, it's, it, it seems like it explodes out of your clothes. Yeah. Um, so is MacReady, li- or was the thing listening in on MacReady recording that, and then decides to to frame MacReady?
0: That's it. He says later, he's like, anything, anybody could have taken my jacket and put it in. Yeah. There. Did somebody else try and frame him?
1: The, yeah, did one of the, did because- a human frame?
0: When he's, as he's taking charge, you can tell that there's some sort of resentment from other people. From Childs, from, especially. For, yes, especially from Childs. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: and. Maybe one of those guys. Maybe. Framed maybe he just doesn't, or you can, know. Uh, Nalls is the one that finds it. Maybe Knolls is the one. Right. That, that framed him. And then when the stuff starts to hit the fan and there's only certain guys that are left, it's kind of sink or swim. You got to stick together. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's really paced well, getting to one point to another. There's no like thing where you're watching it and going, "Okay, they were just wiped out three guys." It's it's picked off slowly but surely, and it's gets you to the point where you're down to just a few guys versus this creature. Yeah. Um, and I, I like how the end of the film is open ended, where you still don't know. I I like um, which I don't I don't know if you want to get to the, to the end of the film. Well, we can we can a, get to the we can film.
0: To the end, but the last, the final, I want to call it the final battle scene or whatever. I mean, this is, this is Max hero's journey Yeah, is, you know, is parallel. The hero's journey is paralleled here where he gets to the, the end of the level, if you want to call it at mm-hmm. the, and he has to fight the big boss, man, but the, the monster comes up and um, and he's all geared up. He's got all the dynamite on and he's got the, the flares and the, the, the does he have a shotgun at that point? I can't remember. I don't think he does. But, you know, he's left to basically fend off this thing. And you get the only, just about the only touch of humor in the film. The monster gets, he goes big. And he, I think he roars at him or something. And um, he's killed everybody off at this point. And Max just goes, yeah, F -F you too. (laughs) There's
1: the dynamite. There's a dynamite
0: at him and it, it it explodes and. It's a great last line. It's a great... It's great. Because it's, it's humorous, the way his delivery is like perfect Kurt Russell. Yeah. Like he knew... It's, 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 it's really good. It's really good. But you get to the end, and it's him and his child.
1: Who has been gone.
0: Who has been gone for a big quite time. A bit in the movie now? So, here's the real question. Is either of them the thing?
1: Exactly. And there's a lot of people with theories online that you can't see child's breath, but you can see the greedies.
0: I was going to talk about the cold breath theory Um, earlier on when uh, Bennings is out being burned and he turns his head and does the sound. There's a whole bunch of cold breath coming out. So
1: that that eliminates that that. eliminates that. The other theory is that um, that maybe they're both the thing. Maybe maybe. It rep- they just I mean, don't it know that it. they are the thing. Right. That they've already. Been it seems overtaken. like you. It
0: seems like you would know. It seems like that, you would everybody know. Everybody else. Everybody else knew. knew. Uh,
1: and then there was there was another theory I read maybe about um, child's jacket had changed between hmm. the two. Oh yeah. Scenes. But they're talking about the color. Yeah. If he burst out of the the jacket, or then he would have to get a replacement yeah. jacket to look normal, and there was not another one of that color hanging up. I um, will
0: say this is that for that it's like it's like Hans Hof.
1: Yeah. Coat to me,
0: where it's like, it's probably, it's a, it's like a navy, dark navy blue, but in certain lights, and there was fire. there's frost. There's frost and fire nearby. Yeah.
1: So, any of that it But could, I like that people
0: it could look, brown.
1: look for things yeah. to try and decide what is meant to be here, which it could be that Carpenter never had any of those things in place. I'm sure he didn't. That it was never meant to have these things be the Easter egg, but they look for things yeah. to give them clues because they care that much to find out what is what. There's also. Um, uh, I like I, to think that they're both. Normal.
0: There's also the eye gleam theory, yeah, which is that you can't see a reflection in the in the pupils. Um,
1: That's uh, especially true with Palmer, sense. like when Palmer's reveal scene yeah. when they find out it's him during the blood test, his eyes are completely shadowed.
0: But during other scenes of the movie, people who are the thing, uh, you can obviously see it. So it's yeah. just it I, it just happened to be. It's like uh, with Child's breath at the end. You know, they filmed on a while that was on a stage and they and they. They froze the soundstage. They they yeah. uh, turned the AC up a whole lot to get the breath, and um, it should just be one of those things where it's totally it, just one of it, those. It, things. Just it, it just didn't. It was it wasn't, wasn't cold enough that day, or just didn't show up because the light wasn't hitting right, or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I think I like to think they're both normal I too. I think they're both normal. If anybody, and I'm not just picking favorites because because of Kurt Russell, but if anybody's the thing, it's Childs. Yeah,
1: because.
0: He's, we don't know the, the most we don't know about him, but Kurt Definitely. Russell's just blew up the...
1: Plus, we know, haven't him. had a time where we've lost McCready really. We've been with MacReady most... He's the ego into you're the film. Kind of with him. You're with him. You've lost Childs at one point, or anything could have happened. But they, they make a point of showing something coming around the doorway, and MacReady's not where he's supposed to be anymore. Or not McCready, but Childs is not where he's supposed to be anymore. Yeah. It shows that empty spot where Childs was. Um... It would be a bummer if it if, if really is Childs, and Childs is the thing, and now McCready's done. It would I, be I like a bummer. to think that there's some way that McCready survives this. Even though it's 100 below, the generator's gone, they're pretty much done in. I think he would.
0: He's proven himself a survivor so far. He'd figure out a
1: way to survive. And
0: I think he still has... He at least still has the pistol, or he has something. And I'd be willing to bet that he would not fall asleep on... Uh, Overnight or whatever he'd stay up all night looking directly at child's and if he made
1: plus he's got that cool frosty beard He's his beard it is looks so cool and it's got the frost on it
0: You know all the condensations in there, you and know, it is just and it
1: froze and it looks
0: cool. He looks this is this is This might be my favorite cold weather movie uh, like It might point. be like my favorite. Yeah it's wintertime.
1: Cliffhanger's pretty good, though, too.
0: Cliffhanger's right up there, too. Cliffhanger's but maybe... It's up there. Cliffhanger's been number one for a long time, probably.
1: Cliffhanger's really good.
0: It's really good. Uh, the, maybe we'll do a cliffhanger. I, I like McReady
1: in that, like you said, he's he's kind of an everyman. He's, he's your hero's <laughs> journey type of thing. But he does get some cool bits, like that you get to see that there's a little more to him. Like when uh, Null says, I cut the toe line, and he'll never find his way back. And then immediately that doorknob starts turning, yeah. you know, and then he, he finds his way into the storage room and has already started planning out like, okay, if I can get in the storeroom, they won't be able to find me in there, that I can get to the dynamite. I can make it so that, you know, if they try and come after me, I can blow everybody up yeah. and save myself that way. It's like, man, these wheels are turning yeah. one after another. Like, okay, they think I'm this part of this thing. I'm going to have to find another he's, way in. I got to figure something out. He He's
0: slowly accumulating all this gear, like any, all the, all the resources they have just gravitate towards him. Because yeah, he gets all the cool stuff. Even even by the time when they're doing the, the blood test, you can see him kind of juggling all the stuff he has. He's, he's got he's, a flamethrower in one hand. A uh, uh, pistol, a, a shotgun, pistol. <laughs> uh, the, the electrical thing. He's, he's like, all right. He's got everything. <laughs> and he's ready to smoke anybody. Oh, he I mean,
1: if you get close to him, he's going to burn you alive.
0: You can see it in his face. I mean, brilliant acting by Kurt Russell. I, <clears throat> I know he's an action guy, but yeah. he is really a good actor.
1: He really is. Um, and Carpenter's talked about that, too. Like, it's such a pleasure to work with him because he is truly an actor. Like, he knows what to do. Like, you get on the set. You don't have to really tell him. He knows where the camera is. He knows what to do with it. He's just, he's with it.
0: And a prime example of how to be a child actor. And move forward. And move forward. Yeah. As far as I know, there was probably a, a good chunk of time where he wasn't really.
1: I don't I mean, know. I mean, I've
0: only seen him as a little kid. And, and then all of a sudden old. it's like, hey, I'm Snake Plissken. Yeah, and I'm... I'm this
1: guy. Uh, I, I don't think anybody else really worked as well in the role. There's a ton of names that I've read that were up for the role, and it's like, man, it's a John Carpenter movie. You got yeah. this hero character that can do all these things and has to have all these dimensions to him. You got to have Kurt Russell. I mean, it's it's like a no brainer. It's got to be Kurt Russell. Another another scene with his that I like is when, and it's lit well and it looks cool, is when he explains to the other two that. He's taking out the generator. It's going to be a hundred below here in six hours. And they're like, well, what are you going to do? How are we going to, he's like, "We're not, you know, we're, we're going to take that thing with us. You know, yeah. we're, we're not going to make it out of this alive, but neither is that thing. And it was just like, right. man, that's, that's a hero right there yeah. now. He's become the hero because it, he could just say, that's it. We're dead. Yeah. You know, we'll do our best to survive, but he knows that, Hey, our time's done but we're not going to let this thing take anybody else.
0: Might as well do some van, That's cool. some van damage.
1: That's really cool. And he looks cool, and I want to figure out McCready so bad. Who was it that was supposed to do that? It's um, Pop Culture Shock. Oh, yeah. They had... Uh, well, let's talk about the toys thing real quick. before. I mean, we're already at 50 minutes. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, Movie Maniacs did... McCarlin did two of the creatures from the thing. They did the Norris creature and the Blair yeah. creature. And they're both really cool. Sure. I mean, if you, want what they are. if you want just the creatures... Which, I mean, it's an effects film. Yeah. They're really cool designs of creatures, they're grotesque. Perfect for McFarlane at that time to do something like that. Uh, but if you have those, you want McCready. I mean You gotta have your main character. You gotta have him. So this company, Pop Culture Shock, showed both a one-six scale and a like six-inch version of McCready, along with American Werewolf and London figures at the same time, and they've just been like just sitting there now. Disappeared. They just... They said that the 1-6 scale stuff's probably not happening, but that they're moving forward with the seven-inch. but they've got so many pre-orders and stuff on their plates that they got to do all that stuff first. Pre-orders of what? Other stuff they do, like statues and... Okay. Why would you... Why would you do that much stuff at once? Why, Why show it even then? Why show it? Just wait until you're ready. There's no... There's no
0: way that company is so busy.
1: Exactly. No. Unless you're super tiny and you've taken way too much on your plate. Yeah, Maybe. But man, I want that greedy figure. Especially after you're watching the film this week, I want to, like, you want a figure right now. Yeah. I want it to be at my house. I'm going be home and just look at it and go, oh, there's a McCready figure. I you
0: have. want to tuck it in your pocket and have it sticking out and yeah. watch movies with you.
1: I want it to be there with me and yeah. tell me when we get into bad situations that we're going to die and we might as well make the best of it. Yeah. You know, because then I'll be, I'll feel reassured that at least we're going make know something you... good out of it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so is there anything else that we need to talk about out of the film?
0: That's everything I can think of. Me too. I, I mean, it's it's such a it's such a good movie. And like I said, the first time I watched it, I was kind of just. It was like kind of. It's like, man, this is just gross. But that's why you watch things yeah. a couple times because something about it was haunting me. I even sold it. I sold my copy.
1: You got it back though.
0: And then I said, I gotta, I gotta buy I gotta that get again. that back. I gotta get that back. I wanna what watch that. What do?
1: So you found the guy you <laughs> sold it to. I I found. <laughs> Made him a new offer.
0: That's right. <laughs> Made him an offer. He couldn't refuse. Um, and once you're past that, once you know what you're getting into, the I really appreciated the special effects.
1: Exactly. And, yeah, I was um, just about to say that, even though it is grotesque, you have to appreciate what an art form that yeah. was and the incredible stuff.
0: I and I realized too that a lot of it was not like just for gore's sake. No. Um, it's I mean, it's it's in there.
1: It's it's the same as with Alien. It's not in there just to be gory. It's right. this is what this creature does. Um, the this animatronics, like, and he did the like I said, he did the RoboCop suit, but he also did the death of Murphy, where it, it's an animatronic character and it's like screaming and it turns back and Boddicker shoots it in the head and it's all one shot. So it looks like a it looks like Peter Weller and he's screaming, yeah. but then he turns and he gets shot in the head. and You know, okay, well it's not really Peter Weller. That was an effect his ability to do animatronics and that rubber face and the like the emotion that he can do in those things like when Norris's head's splitting off and it's going down it looks so real like it yeah. looks like a person's real head in anguish that's being torn down this thing and it's nothing comes close when
0: well, that head grows the spider legs and starts walking off i was it's like crazy. how did they do that how did they do that i i'm guessing stop motion or
1: it, some, it, 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 apparently he didn't Carver said no. No stop motion. No stop motion, right. They okay. didn't like stop motion. He wanted it all there.
0: So I don't know how they did that. That's... They must have... It's incredible. They must have...
1: Maybe they were out and they pulled it back. Like they, yeah, they pulled, yeah, they
0: re- did it reverse problem. And then they
1: filmed it and they played it the other but way. But you can't tell. I mean, it, looks,
0: it looks really good.
1: I, when we were talking earlier about the blood test, as it's happening, you don't know. I mean, when it comes popping out of there, yeah. you're like, what the heck just happened? That That was incredible. And if you go back and rewatch it, then you can spot and go, okay, well that was a, a prop hand in front of Kurt Russell, and it comes out of it. But you don't even—it doesn't even cross your mind as it's happening. Yeah, when you watch, it just just looks it, like it came out of that petri dish and yeah. just like explodes into this creature. Um, and that's where it's—it's it's tricking your brain, like to think that you're watching a real character and this is really happening to it. Um, that's really awesome work where it doesn't immediately jump out at you like that's fake. This is fake. Yeah. It looks like this is happening to a real person or a real creature or it's really there and it's really happening to you right in front of you. And that's the greatness about practical effects as opposed yes. to CGI effects. That's what we call
0: movie magic.
1: Yeah. Where CGI effect jumps in and you're like, I'm watching a computer-generated effect. Yeah. I'm not watching a real thing happen.
0: I know how they did that.
1: It's on a computer. And it doesn't look real. Yeah. Yeah, so... If you appreciate special effects and you've never seen the thing, you need to watch the thing.
0: If you appreciate science fiction movies and you haven't seen the thing, you need to watch the thing. If you
1: appreciate Kurt Russell and you haven't seen the thing, you need to see the thing.
0: If you appreciate icy, snowy movies and you haven't seen the thing, you need to see the thing.
1: If you pe- appreciate a pack of dogs being mutilated and then turned into creatures, you need to see the thing. If, he, <laughs> if you're into that.
0: If you're into that sort of <laughs> if thing. If you're into
1: those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you really, if you watch Wilfred Brimley and the diabetes commercials and you wonder what was what was it to, to him that? Yeah. that he got to this point, watch the thing. Watch the thing. Yeah. Thank you so much to the people that, that suggested the thing. It was a great have an excuse to watch the thing again it has been a while since i watched it yeah uh, so it was cool to, to sit down and watch it again i had to borrow your copy because i don't have a copy of it now you'll have a copy i think it might be at my parents house but now i'm gonna buy a copy of it you have to get it i'm gonna buy a copy of it buy a copy i'm gonna buy it on blu-ray
0: you probably had it on vhs before or something. i think i
1: did have it on vhs so that's kind of useless to me now Thanks. i've seen pictures of the blu-ray and
0: real with clear. high def
1: it's so clear yeah it's i want to see those effects on blu-ray yeah. Because it looks like they hold up even in that kind of clarity. Yeah. That they look that good still. Uh. So yeah, thank you guys for the suggestion on this. Uh, keep them coming. We'll be doing
0: all the you know like we said. What what are
1: we doing next time? What we want to do?
0: Well, I think you said we'll do one and one. Yeah. Um. So if that's what you want to do, then we'll do.
1: Well, like a regular episode. Yeah. And then. But I mean, what what do you want to do for the next commentary type?
0: Oh, we'll have to pick from the list. We have a whole. Yeah. Let's. what,
1: What did we 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 had said something? It's gone it's gone. the list is gone? It's around somewhere, maybe
0: ah oh, that's why we made the list. Oh,
1: oh man
0: oh shoot
1: oh shoot oh
0: shoot oh, shoot well anyway,
1: it's around somewhere probably hopefully uh
0: anyway uh, we'll we'll be uh we'll do something I can't remember what, it, what we said we'd
1: do I'm going to do the Schumacher Batman films
0: It was something kind of funny, I think is what we decided we were going to yeah. do.
1: Huh. well Evil Dead maybe
0: no Dick Tracy
1: I meant Dick Tracy I just got that on Blu-ray for five bucks that's gonna be great on Blu-ray with those wow, colors that's,
0: that's a good deal
1: that's gonna be great
0: what if um, what if we make the audience just like listen to our behind the scenes plans like how we're gonna like decide
1: oh like right now oh
0: is that what we're doing now
1: I think we're doing that right now oh yeah <laughs>
0: This is behind the scenes. Oh uh yeah. So this is action features. <laughs> um All right, see you next time.
1: Thanks guys.